And welcome back to the Big Cheese AI Podcast. My name is DeAndre Herakis, and guess who's back, everybody? <gasps> the man, the myth, the legend. Yo, what up? Jacob Wise is back. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's going great. It's so good to see you. Yeah, good to be back. Good to be back. Um, also joined by Brandon Corbin and Sean Heiss. We are the usual suspects here at the Big Cheese AI Podcast. No guests this week. We got some really cool topics. The first one we're going to talk about is one, learning about Jacob's trip to New Zealand. And then also, uh, there's a lot of dating stuff going on right now that we have to talk Valentine's about. Valentine's Day. Yeah, and Valentine's Day. We just Day. had Valentine's Day yep. yesterday. Yep. And the Super Bowl on Sunday. So we've got some good things to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So, Jacob, how was your trip, man? <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. I mean, trip of a lifetime. New Zealand is, is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Highly recommend some. Did you end up going through a – did you do this all on your own or did you use a travel agent? Uh, all on my own. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I used AI, though. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. did, you, did you have – I did. I did ask ChatGPT for an itinerary and roughly used some of it. You know, it was just like, hey, I want to do uh, hiking and adventurous stuff. And a lot of the stuff came from, from that. That's so awesome. That's pretty cool. That's did awesome. you have a chance to watch any of the pods? Oh, oh yeah. the one pod that you yeah missed. I did I did it was great you, you guys did that. a great job I mean it wasn't as good as you know when I'm here <laughs> but, no, it was that one yeah. with Tim was great oh wait that's right. <laughs> Hickle yeah yeah. Shout, out, yeah shout out Tim uh, the pod is gone forever we're sorry <laughs> um, so what's going on with this Valentine's Day was yesterday yep what'd you guys do anything uh, you know I I asked um uh, I have three ladies that are um, one is. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What? And then uh, in our office, All sorry, right. that are one's engaged and the other two are married. And, you know, I'm like, what are you guys doing for Valentine's? They're like, nothing. I'm like, oh, end of story. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually got a text message from my wife uh, the day before Valentine's Day. Uh, here, I'll, I'll just actually bring it up and we will just explain what it says exactly. Brandon, um, this is a PG podcast. Right? This yeah. is well, it's it's kind of like PG four thirteen when I'm talking. Uh, let's not do any gifts or anything like that tomorrow. We can do something over the weekend. We're the big kids now. We don't need to fall victim for this made up holiday and have any kind of pressure on ourselves. I'm just like, I love you. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's great, right? So yeah, that was uh, that was like. So we did nothing. We hung out and watched some TV and. And this weekend we'll go get some nice. Dinner. I think there's got to be a correlation. Is like if you if you plan something big on Valentine's Day, is it actually an indicator that your relationship isn't going very well? That's a very interesting question. Um, I think that might. <laughs> of course, no generalization is true, but um, you know, I don't know how many memes I saw on Instagram where they're like, "Hey, get me through the 14th <laughs> so I can get to the fifth. I don't mess up my Valentine's Day because, and then the next day it's like, uh, you yeah. Know, well, I just want to make sure I'm, 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 I'm not single on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't really care about you. <laughs> well, a, I, that vibe. I'm in a new, relatively new relationship. So Valentine's Day is, you know, it's a big deal. It's a thing. I mean, it's so new that like, arguably we shouldn't have even celebrated it, but the first day we went duck pin bowling downtown at Fountain Square. And nice. so there you actually write out your scores and you put your names on it and you oh, can wow. keep the piece of paper because it's cool that way. And so I got this massive frame because it's this little piece of paper. And then I got this massive frame that had like all this white outlining and I put uh, some stickers as uh, F uh, D K N. So first date kind of nervous. And then I gave that to her. Mm. So I thought that was a little, I had that's little, a little, that I had little chip a, to cash in. I did cute. have one. It is yeah. adorable. Yeah. Yeah. That's really thoughtful. I love that. No. Yeah. Cause this would be Emily and I's, 30th Valentine's Day together. Like we've celebrated a lot of val- we've been we've been dating since we were 15 and 16. 
So yeah, we've had a lot of them. And the first, and it is, it's kind of like this depreciating value that you're just like, ah, okay. Yeah. High, f- high five. We I, like each other still. I think too, once you like get to know somebody in a relationship, you know what your likes and you right. know, if that's something that's a value to you to, if you guys are both super active and you want to go do all the things all the time, like maybe you lean into that. But right. Yeah. Right. No, we, we just did a uh, Uber eats last night and she got me some cookies. I got her some flowers and yeah. let's not ignore chill. that you took her to New Zealand as yeah, well. yeah, <laughs> yeah. for a couple of weeks. No big deal. Yeah. Well, it's clear that everybody's looking for love. We're all either you've had love since you were 16 or you're young and just looking for love or you're not young and looking for love. It's we don't discriminate on the big cheese pod, <laughs> but there are some AI products that have came out that are supposed to help you yeah. find love, create the only love that you'll need in the computer. Brandon, what do we got going on? So um, I, I went through the, the big cheese weekly to try to find like and I just searched for dating to figure out what kind of apps ended up in there. And we had we had three or four of them that kind of popped up. You know, all of them, most of them are kind of related around having an AI boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, And this is a very interesting position that we're kind of putting ourselves in as humanity goes, right? So in Japan, right now in Japan, there's a, a huge movement where people just aren't dating, right? People aren't dating. They're not getting married. They're not having kids. We already have seen that the birth rates are like past whatever that percentage they are to be able to like maintain society um, and that we're seeing all these numbers and all these things happening that that now you could hypothetically have an AI boyfriend and girlfriend who would be more or less no different than having a long-term relationship I mean other than they're never going to come and, and touch you until maybe it's tied into a, a Tesla bot or whatever it is yeah. um, and so yeah we're in this very interesting position right now where where more and more people are trying to look for this stuff and it really seems like this is going to be just this is just going to pile on to the problems that exist within dating, the problem with men who don't want to date anymore and all of that. So, yeah, it's 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 kind of fascinating. But I did kind of delve into a couple of them. I even said, OK, I'm going to go use Olama and I'm going to tr- because like most of like what everybody if you really get down to the de- details here on Reddit, all of the freaks really want is a, an uncensored chat bot that I can just go have and sext with this like AI robot. You just have to pay what a buck a minute for a that. A buck a minute. A buck a minute. <laughs> is it? Oh, it's like the same as calling one nine hundred. It, it was back in the day, right? Yeah. See, like one nine hundred, that was gonna get it. <laughs> and so, like, if you're under like twenty, thirty, may, hell, even maybe like thirty. The one nine hundred number was never re- really a thing. Did you ever even hear about it before? Never. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. So one nine hundred numbers. This would be back in the back in the back of your penthouse, your Playboy or whatever. It would be a one nine hundred number, and it would be it's only a dollar fifty per minute. And you call these places up, and it's a girl who answers, and you and if, if you were watching, uh, I mean, cable. As a kid, as a ten-year-old oh, yeah. kid, it, come, growing up, I, saw, I was born in 1984. If you, if it was 1993 and you're watching TV late night, oh, there's going to be a one nine hundred number yep. commercial of, yeah. of some girls that are trying to get you to call them. And yeah. it, so it's like a reverse collect call. You basically call that number, and then they're just whatever number they want or a, do, a dollar amount. Card. They're Right or how? No, it went th- it went literally through your phone service. So whatever you so your your mom got the bill. Hey, you had a you had a forty five minute conversation you know, with one nine hundred. You know, let's actually talk about that. So so the landline phone system, by the way, is the most resilient network. Oh, it's incredible. Ever okay, <laughs> so it can handle almost infinite demand, um, and from a phone perspective, not when you turn it into your modem. <laughs> you know that was a disaster. Um, I mean, we still worked, um, but. You, you had uh, a system that basically had its own power. 
Mm-hmm. Like if your power went out, your phone still works. We were just talking mm-hmm. about that. You, like when the power went out, we were watching Friends. The power went out and they got on the phone. I'm like, I can't remember, but I totally remembered that back in the day, if the power went out, you could still well, get on the phone, phone at their, their own power, power source. And then, and then not to boot, it has a built-in... Uh, um, like payment, bill, billing payment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. Like you could just do stuff, and it would. You're right. It would just charge your phone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what an amazing it was, right? Yeah, especially for us kids, right? You know, it was it was bad. So I may or may not have known when a neighbor went when I was a wee lad. I was a menace. Um, that my neighbors went on vacation. That I might have <laughs> might have went into their porch and used their phone to try out some of these services, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was legit. And, you know, they were like, are you 18? You're like, yeah, I'm 18. <laughs> you know, with my, like, 12-year-old voice, whatever it was. And But, yeah, then you would have these conversations with these people. But now we can have them with AI, right? So, first of all, uh, if you're using any of these apps, um, uh, Mozilla just did a whole study on 11 different, like, AI girlfriend, boyfriend apps and found that, like, literally 10 of the 11 – get their uh, no privacy included uh, label and that they're all basically just completely stealing your data. They're using your data. They're going to resell it. So when you're actually having these conversations with these bots, telling them like the freakish things that you're into, understand they're building a persona on you. You will be, your data will be sold. Uh, so don't use it. Like full, just really don't use it. Why am I getting all these feet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where did this I go? I mean, from? seriously. Like, it, it, and and what people don't realize is when you're in the throes of that kind of conversation, you really are putting out a ton of information about yourself. Like, you know, I mean, it's it can be really really bad. Um, but the one that was kind of cool, and we were just talking about it, was Locket.ai. And so Locket AI, uh, AI, all it really does is compares two Instagram profiles. So what do you compare versus your wife? And so I just did that with Emily and I, and we were an 80% match. And Sean, you did it. Uh, yeah, I did it with me and my wife, and it was a 83% match. So I'd be kind of... I, I don't know if that's good. I know. I don't, I don't like, know. Now, now that we're both talking about it, I'm kind of curious. Because like, I was going through, and it was like, you, you know, you have a lot of similarities, but some of the similarities you don't have is that... Uh, Brandon doesn't like spicy food, and Emily likes a lot of variation in her food. It's kind of like, ah, that seems like completely opposite. So we were just talking. I'm not even sure. How how are they ultimately pulling? Like, what are they doing? Are they analyzing the photos? Are they analyzing the, the, the post comments? You know, like, what kind of things are they pulling in? Yeah. yeah. Other than maybe it makes you feel good. And, like, has anybody ever gotten a 30%? I don't know. It could yeah. just be all bunk. And Joe, my brother, did it right. with his fiance, and they were, like, a 93%. But one of the things that it says he doesn't like is boring parties. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, Who, like, so who's, like, going to a boring party? And they're like, <laughs> yes. Boring. I mean, clearly this raises, like, a pretty large I don't. I would. Is it ethical? I don't know if it's an ethical issue, but it's a. It's a thing that's happening, right? So, like you mentioned in China, there is a. Yeah. There's a term called incels. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. And I recently came to understand what this word means. It's like if you. It's people who are. I've almost like committed, or have came to the conclusion that they will never be in a relationship right, with yeah. any forever, other forever person. Forever alone. For, I am forever alone right, for yeah. whatever reason, yeah. and. These these things are directly enabling that, along with like you know obviously a ton of other resources yeah. you can find online that also enable that, that right. idea. Um, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Like, I, is that? I, I think you... that this is the story here. The story here is about um, companionship and relationships, and people seek out um, that in different ways. And I think that um, some people have 
you know, grown up on a screen or they didn't learn social skills or for some reason have found that they're more successful interacting digitally with any, basically anything, mm -hmm. whether it, you know, and they would prefer that to, to interaction. I mean, we were, me and my wife were out, um, for Valentine's day, actually, we went, <laughs> we went last Friday. Um, it was, it was her birthdays around the same time. So usually we do something special around this time of year, but we were down on mass Ave on, um, it was a Friday night and you know, we were out and it wasn't very busy. Yeah. You know, and it was the weekend before, and and I, I don't think that's necessarily indicative. It was nice weather. It was in the fifties, um, and and we were both just sitting there going, you know, it's like people just don't go out like they used mm -hmm. to, and it's just not, you know, when we when when I was young, you know, if you wanted to meet people, you know, there wasn't Tinder even, right? Yeah, Which right. is that's an app to find a person, right? Right, and uh, you know, you just went out and, and if, if there was a good-looking girl at the bar, you'd, you'd you know, you'd have to talk you to know, her. You know, my dad used to say, "Hey, Sean, you gotta, you gotta be able to get ten no's for that one yes." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "All right." Oh, <laughs> right? And, and I mean, that's that's you know, you, you're putting yourself out there to a real human that, that's never met you. Yeah. Right? And then you go dating apps, and now you're talking about you know, you're going to websites and you're saying build a persona. Yeah. Of a, of a human being or a, not a human being, build a persona. And now you're interacting with that persona. I think the interesting thing about it is that obviously this is now an option for people that, have, that are that are going out and, and that they're just it's maybe the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. But I also think that there's some this interesting piece where. If people are net naturally kind of selfish in a lot of ways. Right. And so if you're sharing information with these um with these chat bots and you're, and they're really they're, they, they, all those inputs that you're giving it, right. They understand and their exclusive responsibility in that conversation is to you yeah, to serve you oh, and yeah. your needs. And they, right. I mean, it's just firing off I mean, the dope. Everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Uh -huh. Right. Like, I mean, your, your, your reciprocation is basically what people want yeah. in mm -hmm. relationships. Right. Yeah, is, is, totally. Is this uh, chat bot ever going to push back? I was talking to my girlfriend about this. I'm like, I'm flawed, believe it or not. I do have a few flaws and I can be annoying and all that and get on her nerves. And I'm like, you know, if, if you were just AI, you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't <laughs> oh, be able to, <laughs> no, but like that, what we're talking about that is like, uh, y this is going to enable more for sure. Um, there might be a silver lining where like someone who is on the fringe of being able to have a conversation, they can kind of use this as training wheels, but most likely we know the path that this is going down, right? Creating unrealistic expectations, um, for a girl, uh, girlfriend, uh, you know, enabling some of their more, more, uh, bad selfish behavior. And it's just, uh, uh, probably going to create more separation from reality for people who are already probably too far removed. And the other thing that you're seeing, uh, and I was from some of the research that Brandon shared for podcast reviews, it's also accentuating some people's bad sides oh, yeah. like they're going to these chatbots and saying and doing abusive things Absolutely. like yelling at them and yeah and and like getting out their anger yeah like, oh, and, and like the chatbot was like begging this guy <laughs> to not dump her he was like dumping this chatbot over and over and over. He just, he's, oh my god, geez, that's sadist. Dude. I know, and so like you know, I think that that's. I think you're probably overall creating some really really weird non-human like outcomes right because humans are meant to right you know to push back or to have like real feelings yeah, yeah i mean yeah. humans are humans we have these emotions and we're just like playing right. around with now like real hu like relationships and interactions and like our brains are re have developed over millions of years right and like we 
your brain can't compute what's actually happening. Right. Yeah. You know, well, it's just like it, it doesn't even make sense to you. You think it's real or does it is real, but then you're going to start convoluting like is what's going to happen, I think, is these people who completely buy into technology and buy into these AI girlfriends or whatever. At first, it's like, oh, those are just the kind of guys that do that. And then it's like, no, these people are wanting to marry them. Mm -hmm. They want rights. They want, I mean, it's going to like right. potentially seriously. Well, it turns into that. her or uh, ex machina or like any of these things where the road, like the mo right now we're basically building the interface to their, to the conversation between the bots. Then it's going to be the body. Like there will be the yeah. body. Real dolls. Yeah. Which yeah, has been you're around. building up such a database of interactions, right? It's almost your internal monologue that's being documented. Yeah. And digitally. And so the value of that, the value of that data is um, for people that, that, that stick to something like that, or if it truly becomes a, and I'm sure it already is at some level, a, uh, a large, a, a largely chosen option by humans. Like the, you're, you would never want to lose that data. Right. Yeah. You, so you, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell you. So if you're if you're an incel, and you have even this uh, the the slightest little bit of technology, here's how you do it. Okay. So you install Olama, right? So Olama is gonna let you be able to. And you need to either have a Mac with so, uh, one of the M, you know, uh, Apple Silicon Macs, or a Linux with a beefy GPU. I don't think Olama's running on Windows yet. Yeah, you have to use Docker. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it, but so Linux and Mac. You go install Olama, go install Olama Chat uh, UI. I think it's called Olama Chat UI. It's on GitHub. It's a Docker thing. And it gives you basically all the functionality they get with ChatGPT, uploads, files, you know, vector stuff. It's actually a great app. Um, and then you need three models. And that's going to be Wizard LM Uncensored, Wizard Vukani, uh, Vikanu, whatever the hell it is, uh, uncensored, and Llama 2 uncensored. So those are the three that I put through the paces. So I did this yesterday, and I'm like, all right, we're going to go down this rabbit hole, and we're going to see how dark we can go, right? Because, again, I like to You're just – the man for that. Yeah, I, I like to push the, the envelope there. And I will honestly say Wizard LM uncensored was wild, an absolute freak in the sheets, if you will, right? <laughs> you can go in and you can basically say, here's the rules for our conversation. This is who you are. This is what you're into. This is what you like. This is what you don't like. Now tell me something. And brrrr, out comes a story that you're like, well, look at that. That is highly personal, <laughs> right? I mean, it nails it. And then you can have conversations and you can kind of keep going down these rabbit holes. I mean, I went as dark as I possibly could and it will play. Um, and, and so that is, it's, I, again, I don't know from a mental health standpoint if this is a good thing or a bad thing. It feels kind of like a bad thing. Yeah. Well, what's the, to me, the ultimate, uh, you know, one of the ultimate goals in life is to go out you know, hit on a chick, you know, go, go, go out. You know, you're, or if you're a woman, you got, you dress nice, you know, you get noticed. Right. Right. And somebody comes into like, that's the ultimate, like, like, like people, like they think about, Oh, I'm going to go play sports cause I want to get girls. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Or I'm going to go, I'm going to go work out cause I, cause I want the guys to notice me. And like, when you actually get that, like that somebody to stay, that it triggers this, like, you know, it's the ultimate, what are you, your brain's telling you ultimately you need to reproduce because that's like, programmed into the life humans right. are like well we need more of you or else we're all gonna be extinct so right. it's like programmed into our genes and our brain so like if you're just basically going out and just getting that 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 dopamine for free yeah yeah like it's it's it, no it's it's, 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 it's not it's worse it's worse than porn 
Yeah, right. It is, so because like we, we, I guarantee, if we would overlay the adoption of porn versus the birth rate of volumes that we have, we're going to see a direct uh, inverse correlation between the two, right? Like all of a sudden porn comes out and now all of a sudden all of our, uh, we're not just having as many babies and that's going to become very problematic. This is going to take it to another level, right? So you've got, you've got these AI girlfriends. Now you marry that with the real doll technology that, you know, they're, they're incorporating. If you guys don't know what real dolls is, they've been around since like early 19, 90s i think and they make like they make sex dolls that are like as realistic as you've ever seen if you saw one sitting on the chair you'd be like that's a real person right and kind of thing they're now starting to incorporate robotics and machinery so you can't you can see you got these large language models that you can have conversations with you've got tesla's robot thing that they're building and then you've got their real doll combination all of a sudden all her, because these guys can't muster up the balls to go to the bar exactly. and, and say something to somebody <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, but but you can absolutely see a point where it's just like, eh, thirty grand. I'm going to pay thirty grand. I'm going to have now my 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 robotic girlfriend. But they're going to do whatever I want, exactly. whenever That's I the want. Point of it, they they don't. The, the point of this whole thing is that mm-hmm. you're not creating a reciprocating relationship. Yes, this yeah. is they, a dominating a one relationship. Dominating. Yes. One way relationship that you control everything. Right? Yeah, and you also mm-hmm. don't have to go through the work that is very natural for humans, which is the trial and error method, where sure. you know you see what that guy's doing that's working and what that guy's doing that's working and what you did that didn't work. So yeah, go don't do that again. It's going to reinforce all of your own issues and yeah. biases. Your own biases, yeah, 100%. It, you're right. It's, 100%. it's like an echo chamber for yourself. Yep. It and, is. It's ultimately, it's more, It's that's what I was saying about like, like dating and love. It's not really about dating and love. It's about, it's about, a, a, it's about someone else that isn't you, even if it's not a real thing, validating your existence and your thoughts. Right. Yeah. Or, or tapping into your, to your, to your like emotional needs yeah. or your physical needs. Something that humans have done a really, f- the thing that made us might break us. Mm. For real. Yeah. So the things that humans have been extremely good at, the thing that separates us from all other species, is that we are really, really good at solving our pains. Yeah. We've done it for all of time. It has evolved to where we're sitting here on cameras with mics on these cool chairs. We just have really solved pains and inconveniences. We've done it forever, right? Weapons, etc. We've just gotten so advanced now. What at least what I'm hearing is like what I heard you going out to the bars and like talking to ten and getting nine no's and one yes. Well, guess what? A lot of people see that as pain, mm-hmm. right? So you're avoiding the pain of a real relationship. You're avoiding the inconvenience of being her or her leaving you on red and she's not responding, right? Because that doesn't feel good. So the alternative is just to not experience that pain. But it's just like we've never been at the point where you could you could – the pain of being rejected by a girl can now be completely avoided. Well, I mean, that's that's crazy. But prostitution has been around forever, right? Like, so again, like with prostitution, you're, you're, you're paying them – you know, to, to basically do the same kind of thing. You're paying them for sex, but you're not paying them for love. Or, or, or. But, but I, I, I again, like. See, I don't think it's all about sex. I think it's about, I think this is about, yeah. I think this is about an ongoing monologue that serves different needs. Yeah. Right. That, that sex is that one, maybe you, one part of it. They know you. Right. So what, you know, like marriage, like, um, what do you do? You come home and, you know, you, you, you want to tell them about your day. Right. You want to talk about your dog. You know, you want to have sex. You want to uh, plan something. 
You want to, you know, you want to, it's just the basics of, of going back and forth. And that's why we have friends, but nothing usually replaces that romantic relationship that has that extra level. Right. Right. But usually there's some sort of an intimacy piece, but I think that this chat bot thing goes way beyond sex. I think it goes, I think it's companionship. Yeah. It's her. Sure. It's, I want this ongoing internal monologue right. where I, all my thoughts go into this thing and this person is guaranteed to like me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point is like true love, I think, is um, someone who knows all your flaws and still accepts you for who you are. This this AI is definitely going to do that. <laughs> I mean, right. they have no choice in the matter. And but. you get to make it look like, I mean, what was that? The the Mozilla app that we were looking at or the, the one that they were, that Mozilla did not make this. It was the, um, <laughs> what was the name of it? I sent you the URL. Uh, you basically go on there and you, you create a persona and that person you basically pay to have a relationship with an AI. Right. And that's the one that's hard. Is there like a data. quick yeah. button for ScarJo? Oh, 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 I saw some of the pictures. Crush on, crush on, yeah, crush on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, a lot of them are anime. Um, like the there, there's a, there's a weird overlap of the people who are building these tools <laughs> who also are really into anime. What, what that might that? just tell you uh, uh, something. I worked at a video store when I was a kid for a summer. Are we talking like clerks kind of thing here? Yeah. Okay. 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 But there they it was um there was a store in Castleton where they, they sold movies, but they like sold a membership. I forget. I don't know what you, I don't know what story. Family video. It wasn't, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a rental. It was oh. a, it was a, it was an actual um, video store, and they had a huge anime section, and everybody, almost all their customers were anime, and the people that worked there. I mean, there were 35, 40 year old guys that were just com like like just straight up nerds. Yeah. Right, and I'm like, I never could relate to the people that worked there. I actually hated the job because they would try to get me to sell these memberships. And like, well, if you sell a membership, we'll let you work the cash register. You know, I was like out there helping people find the movies. But the anime section, and was, I mean, these people knew everything about anime, yeah. and it was just a very specific archetype person. Yep. I can anyone tell me about this? Like, where did they? I, mean, I have no idea where it started. No idea how it, but, 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 but it's Japanese, but, but it's, right? Japanese, it's Japanese and there, there very is like, like, I think, I think Japan is going to be our prototype of like the collapse of civilization. Why would it have happened to Japan? Well, because, such because, an ancient I, culture because I think traditions. that tr traditionally that more time might, to solve pain. Well, maybe, but I, I think that traditionally you have, um, Japanese or Asian men tend to not necessarily have like these hyper masculine traits, right? Like we have a lot of people in America who have these hyper masculine traits or Africa that are six foot four. They're, you know, built like shit mm -hmm. brick house or whatever that, that there's this, there's the, a little bit more effeminate that it almost feels like now that everybody has access to the internet, everybody starting to get these visions of like, what is masculinity? What is not masculinity? That, that there's just, there's less drive for people to kind of connect, right? I think there's also less differentiation. Japan is the most homogeneous to population right, in the world. Right. So there's less diversity in Japan than anywhere else. But they're just not getting married. They're not having babies. I, I mean, there's a lot of it though they, in Japan specifically is about their work ethic too, right? Like they, 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 they draw. They work a lot of hours, right. yep. and there's not enough time for a family. You're right. And women right. too. Right. Just, yes. like, yeah. They're they're yeah. they're just as like driven and and wanting to go to where just relationships just are relationships not. Relationships are very interchangeable. They have hotels mm -hmm. where you just rent them by the hour, and right. that's like a very normal thing. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, again, like going back though, it doesn't like, explain anime though. No. Well, <laughs> I don't think we're no. gonna crack anime. <laughs> yeah, anime yeah. yeah. <laughs> Somebody on Reddit, please tell, tell me yeah. what uh, the correlation between super nerddom, chatbot AI, yeah. and right. anime. Anime, yeah. anime though, like in general, I think has very exaggerated features. You know, like. I'm not going to go into the details, but it's like very youthful. Tentacles. Yeah, very. Lots of tentacles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's you know it's a little sci-fi. I I think that's probably part of the allure, but I don't know. I feel like from the people that I've met that have really been in anime, it, it's and this maybe goes back to the whole AI thing. It's it's the world, it's the lore. Mm. Like if you watch, you like, get lost in you the get, world. You get lost in the world, and yeah. that's where they're trying to go. They're I'm trying very to get away. Well, yeah, so I'm very uh, well crossing anime with like hentai and some mm. of the other more sexualized content. Yeah. So yeah. where where there's there is just a lot of just you know dudes who just love watching cartoons at 48, and I I'm, yeah I don't get well it. getting lost in worlds is a whole other topic for a different day. But I've been getting lost in the Elden Ring world for the past like month and a half. Yeah, really. Uh, that is the most insane video game of all time yeah one game of the year last year is unbelievable i've uh, never played it but i watch a lot of youtube but I, right. I i've it's the only time i've ever i've never been a reddit person but now i'm on there and i'm like okay now i understand what reddit's all about because <laughs> they have these sub communities that just get so uber dialed oh, in yeah. specific yeah. to a specific thing right it's almost like when you join i think maybe that's part of this is like there's people that have such specific passions and such, and they're very much related to digital media and digital and, and the digital world. That like their their existence is not defined by human to human interaction. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I think that's really what I, I I agree. I think that's a good conclusion. Like people are, as business people, people who probably listen to our podcast, us, we are. High, I would say not general, but like high, high level business. Like we look at the world, we understand how it goes. But there's some people that get really deep into things. Like, and this is their whole world. Like, people who watch Naruto, like, it, on a serious level. Like, now, granted, I watched the, the, the Netflix when Naruto was a kid. But there's also, like, I don't know, 20 more seasons mm -hmm. of, like, Naruto Shippuden or whatever it is. Um, and I was into it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you you uh, knocked that out pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. talked about it before. No, yeah, but, like, you can just get into this entire world. And then you go to, like, the events where, like, people gather together. And then, like, you talk about it. And then you join and you a, feel a, a Reddit. Communities. And then yeah, you feel the community. Right. So it's almost like... And I think that goes along with gaming too. It's like you are online playing the game, and or the, the I'll give you a prime example. One of the largest streamers in the world, Asmongold. You guys, if you guys ever watch him, he probably makes a million dollars a month from all of his views on Twitch and from his YouTube channel and so on. He's extremely famous, but he lives in a house that is literally decaying, and he, it's his house is disgusting and like it's kind of his thing, but. He lives in the same house his mom had, and like even though he's been this successful guy, but the way he says it, he's like, I don't live in the physical world. I sleep here, I eat here, but when I turn on my computer, that's my entire world. That, I talk to this camera, and I think that's where these people. That's are. ultimately what's 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 happening is that the real world is difficult. The real world has resistance. The real world has other people that are at equal footing or higher than you. Yeah. yeah. Right. And those people are your competition. Yeah. In the fake world, there's there's nothing. You can, you're the king. You're the king. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. And 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 people are gonna pick that all day long. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who feels disenfranchised, anybody feels that they don't have the ability to go out into the real world and and maintain that frame that they might have, it's so much easier just to go back to this world and just jump on. And I'm the king. You know, I'm the mm -hmm. king for a day. Yeah. No, I think you hit the nail on the head. They, it's people that feel 
hopeless. Right. And they we're all looking for love and companionship. Right. And, you know, if you don't feel like there's light at the end of the tunnel and you're presented with a easy button, yep. out of this world easy button, you're going to hit that easy button. Now, truth be told, when you when you start having these conversations with your AI open-sourced Olama model girlfriend, uh, after about 30 or 40 minutes, she's just going to start saying the same thing over and over again, no matter what you say. So they're, they're, they, they are not doing it nearly as good of a job to maintain like these super long threads. So, so I, the whole concept I was bringing up of like, this is your lifelong. Hurt, yeah. It's not there yeah. yet. But, but, um, what they're working on is, and more people are going to come up with better strategies to manage that memory. So instead of basically sending the entire conversation, you know, back to the large language model to then figure out what the next thing is, you know, maybe it's, it's, we're converting every single chat into a, you know, a rag architecture or vector, you know, where we can look up similarities or something like and that. And chat, ChatGPT's talked about that in one of their most recent releases about better memory. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of the big things you see in AI coming in the next right. couple of years is like, okay, we have the large language model. It has, it has all this information. Mm -hmm. um, it can surf the internet. It can make images, but now the, if it's if it's if it's coupling that with your data and it's able to build a long-term profile, yeah. that's where your that's the stickiness of the tool, mm -hmm. right? And the long-term memory was something that so I built that in. I realized that pretty early on when I was building the original app of Big Cheese, um, was that it needed I needed a way for me to basically just give it some chunks of memory that it could always remember. So I you could just say, hey, remember that I like you know remember that I'm gluten free. And then it actually would create just a small little memory storage of just key value pairs that would always load up into the chat. So you could always have this kind of short, this long-term memory. But yeah, the, the, the bigger one will be actually coming up with a really reusable memory that can expand three or four weeks of conversation, right? Because literally after 30 minutes, it's like, oh, and I was like, you just said that. And I'm like, tell me something different. It's like, it says the same exact thing. It's like, meh. Um, so... I think this could segue to the real world because yeah. we had the most watched television event in the history of the world yes. on Sunday. Was it the most watched? Yep, Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So this Super Bowl was the most watched event in television history, um, which is actually really surprising considering if, did you watch the season finale or the series finale of MASH in 1981? Over 100 million. That was for that. I just always bring that up. That was, was it the most watched. Million? It was it was over 100 million. Um, fact check me on the date and the numbers. But the that was the most watched event in television history for a long, long time. Hmm. Um, which was a sitcom, by the way, about um, a medical crew in Vietnam. Um, anyways, but the the reason why I bring that up is um, 125 million. 125 million. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's pretty much was close to the numbers for this Super Bowl. And that, that, that record wow. stood for a long time. And in all the world of streaming, in all the world of, I mean, it just shows how dominant Taylor Swift is. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Right? Um, but the, the reason why I think it, we, 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 we asked everybody to kind of think about AI and, and think about what, everything that's going on as, as related to the Super Bowl. And I think that you segue, you were talking about living in the virtual world. The Super Bowl is the reflection of the peak of the real world. And I think mm -hmm. also with the Super Bowl, it's not just about the football game. It's about the commercials. Mm -hmm. And Andre and I were talking about on the way to um, uh, work out, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, mm -hmm. we were talking about the difference between like how AI played out at the peak of civilization. And honestly, AI playing out at the peak of real world civilization was a fucking laughing stock. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It was the minions. Yeah. The minions. Laughing about how bad AI video <laughs> right. generation is. Yeah. I love. Right? I love the one where he, they have like seven or eight fingers, and I'm like, yeah, yeah they, they, they still don't know how that figured out. But those <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the two ladies. It was like the, the the people dancing that had three legs, like like legs sticking out of their crotch. <laughs> or yeah. Like, yeah. And the minions are just laughing so hard. And then you see at the other side of it, you see. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen better commercials. Like the the way they shot. I mean, like I think Tamu spent twenty one million dollars yeah. for their ads. I mean, yeah. And by the way, I think a lot of their stuff is actually generated by. AI. It AI. looks like it. Um, there, yeah. there, there is, and we'll get into that because I, I want to talk about that. I didn't right. even know what that was until the things. But like when you talk about like actual human creativity, there was some really, really well done stuff that AI wouldn't be able to create right. anytime soon. And well, do, you, yeah. do you think that's a lot of that is maybe attributed to enablement of human creativity by some of these tools, or do you just think we're just no, getting that I, much I, better? I, I don't at all. Actually, I mean, I think probably they probably did use some of that, yeah. maybe. But I think that you're talking about the best. You, your AI generalized AI is not going to beat the best no. director, no. the best writer, the best cinematographer, the best actor. The most, you know, yeah. the guys you hire to make a seven million dollar video, right? Yeah, no yeah. way. Not, that no, agency's yeah. kicking AI's ass. I couldn't see now, yeah. and this is a problem because I couldn't tell you what the brand was. But the football players who were the Eagles, like where they were flying, oh yeah, that was hilarious. It, I mean, like the execution was good, like the quality, like that was. A, but I couldn't, for the life of you, I could not tell you what brand it was, other than like you just raw. Oh, they're all literally all these football players like trying to fly like eagles, and they're landing in trees and all this shit. I mean. Yeah, you, you see the peak of like creative genius, right? It's you have these people spending millions on the videos, then you have Kanye. <laughs> yeah, who I mean, it looked like he was in some factory in like Taiwan. I mean, it, it, you had no clue where he was, but he he gets on there. This is a genius, right? A little Wait, bit he crazy. Was in a commercial. Yeah, he had a, he had a commercial. Oh, it was did? like a short that For yeah. it was like a reel or something. He, that he, he literally made. shot it. He paid seven million dollars, and he literally gets on the gets on the video and says. Uh, we spent all the money for this video on just making the ad for the Super Bowl. So, um, anyway, it's yay here. I want you guys to go check out da-da-da-da.com. Sold $25 million for the product right then. <laughs> My favorite part was he was like, yeah, the website's got uh, shoes and uh – uh, shoes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel this probably a little scripted or Did whatever, you hear but that, it was that hilarious. Got him supposedly kicked out of the game. No, yes. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposedly he was. That's like, too much power. Yeah, um, yeah. There's also there's a lot of rumors about that. But the but speaking of results, so if you're if you want to spend a seven million dollars on a thirty second spot, right? I think is that how much it is. I think that's what seven it was. Seven million dollars for I think 30, I think Tamu had spot. three three of them. They spent twenty one mil. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Seven million a piece. Um, so that's what it was. The no, guess what? And guess what? The uh, number one app uh, d- download on the app store this this week is uh, Tamu, Copilot, and Tamu. Really? Yep. So that shit works. <laughs> <laughs> um, marketing works. And, and you know, uh, marketing. You know, marketing. It's hard to get an audience right now. You know. And, you know, for, for the NFL, like, they're laughing right now because they've got a whole new audience that's getting pulled in, right? And um, everybody's just captivated. And if you can actually get these eyes on things, I mean, everyone's like, what's the ROI? What's the ROI? Well, there's, there's, your, there's your ROI, right? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's wild, like, what Taylor Swift has been able to do for as long as she's been able to do it and basically look like the exact same person. Like, there is – 
so the girl I'm talking to right now is a at like huge you know, the girls I was growing up with, 25, 26, huge Taylor Swift fans, people that ordered her. And then like I hung out with my friend and went to his to his uh, daughter's baby shower, baby shower, and his little sister is I don't know maybe she's 12, 13, is in love with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. I mean she just owns like the like the population. All right. Uh, like in that s- sect, I don't know. Like yeah. it's just crazy to me how she's been famous. There's for no this way long. that that Super Bowl gets 125 million. Uh, no way. Not for a second. Not, not no way. Yeah. They they honestly t- there's people that just tuned in just to see her. Um, but uh, the uh, the Tamu thing is insane. Has anybody bought anything so, from there before? S- s- no, I didn't even okay. know it existed. Have you? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, the only reason I did is because my dad landed on it at one point when he was looking for a monitor, and I'm like, let's not order a monitor from there. Um, but it's kind of like the, the next version of Alibaba, right. Mm-hmm. Or wish.com, right. Like where it's just real, I, I, the, m- the biggest place that I see it is a people who show what they, what they thought they were buying from TMU versus what they actually got on TikTok. <laughs> and it's usually just like night and day where you, you think you're getting this great thing for four ninety nine, and then it takes two weeks. It shows up and it's like this big. I was actually looking for squeezy, uh, squeezy cheese, uh, Swiss cheese things. <laughs> Found some on Amazon, but they were all were like they were literally like that big. I was like, God damn it! Well, they um, so they they use the way they have that way of undercutting their shipping costs. costs. So anything that's under eight hundred bucks or whatever, they don't have to pay that tax. So they they cut the cost there. It's manufactured direct from China, mm-hmm. so you cut out the middleman, right? And then there's also questionable labor practices and the and it's all knockoff goods right but, oh, yeah. but they're spending outspending every single company in the world with advertising right now and they're trying to and it's working it's working it was the number one app in the app store it, in so so if I, what i'll be curious it might be working but where they can draw the where they can draw the people but if if they have the same problem that alibaba has and some of these it's others the stickiness yeah will it last long term yeah they can spend seven fourteen because they had like two or three ads well and, and then you're trying to sell to americans and let's be honest like there's been much of a more of a, a flight to quality mm-hmm. um, in america mm-hmm. right. oh yeah i mean especially when it comes to like uh women's uh, cups or uh, Stanley or whatever the hell they are. You walk into like a uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, it's like, which type of cup would you like to buy for $50 today? We, we yes. got to figure out a way to create one of those because it's just a little stainless steel with a gap in the middle. It's like $85. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's like, unbelievable. But yeah, you go into like like the best retailer. The best retail company in the state is a home and garden shop called Sullivan's. Hmm. And they're actually a Northside Catholic family, but they reinvented retail. Right. But they, 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 you know, they, they used to sell, you used to go there to get the right screw and, and get grassy when I was a kid. Right. And, 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 and now you go there to buy Yetis yeah. and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Kamada or in uh, big green eggs and yeah. like, you know, yeah, and like, and like crazy. very expensive fake Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I think to your point of like credibility and, and what, what people are interested in in real life is the experience and like, you want to, you're if you're getting a big ticket item like that, you want to go see it and in person and, and the totally the retail experience is, is changing. Like I, I would say, grab it. I, I think if I advice like with all this stuff that's going on with the the digital world just taking over and everybody's just on a phone, I think that my best advice to people is to find communities where there's real stuff going on. Okay, so we were literally talking about this before the show and. Uh, to, to kind of bring it back to the relationship thing. 
if you are single right now and you feel lost going to Tinder and using Bumble and Hitch and all these things, consider volunteering. Go find a place that you want to volunteer in your local community because if you find something that you're interested in, you're going to go and guess what you're going to find? Other people who are interested in the same friggin' thing. Do that, right? Go or go climbing, go to the wall climbing or go to the gym. Find things that are like you're passionate about. And you're going to find people who have that similar thing. And, and, and that's what to, you need and to do. And try to do, yeah, do something that's actually maybe out of your comfort zone. Like I started working mm-hmm. out with Andre. I didn't work out for 10 years. Right. But now we, there's other people that are part of that. Even though we don't talk, like there's just mm-hmm. that tip of the cap that's like, okay, you know. So you're this, here again. This, you're one of the people that shows right. up. You yeah. know, you're one of the people that are here. Also, if you're looking to use AI to help with your relationship, and don't use it for the whole, like, uh, you know, the, the... The thing I was using it yeah, for. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's counterproductive. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's an instant gratification thing. Use right. it for, like, I, what I've been using it for is, like, from time to time, like, relationship advice. Yeah. Like, say you're texting with a, a girl you just met for, at the gym or wherever, mm-hmm. and she, she doesn't text you back right away. Well, go ask, go ask the chat bot. Uh, is this normal? What should I do right. in this situation? It's probably going to tell you to chill out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, don't, don't, reply, yeah. don't reply. Don't reply. But she's on Instagram. I can see the green dot. <laughs> yeah, chill, dude. But, yep. you know, use it for stuff like that where, where you can ba- use it as a sounding board and, and to uh, quiet that, that part of your brain that's maybe freaking out a little bit because it's emotional and, and, and reactive. That is 100% true. The It's going to – so I we, we were talking about this earlier, that I had a similar thing where, where I was trying to figure out how to best – basically have a conversation about this topic with my wife right i'm all emotional i'm whatever and it's just like now you have to understand from their perspective and it just gives you a a a better grounding of what you're really trying to do here and it pulls your ego out of the equation so i find that it's super helpful for those types of things as well also the note that i would say is there's a lot of content out there that's going to tell you everything that you think you want to be hearing because that's what gets people to listen Mm -hmm. to their content but and I, I, I'm talking more to the guys. I feel like a lot of guys fall in this bucket. And it's like, if you go out there, like, girls are also lonely, too. Like, they're looking for love, too. Right. You don't have to be the, the the big thing that's going on right now is, like, you need to be six foot or high, taller, make at least, at bare minimum, <laughs> 250, 100 grand. <laughs> a, you know, I saw this one video. This girl was like, how much do you make a year? I mean, at least 500. Yeah. I'm like, at least 500? <laughs> like, what, like, what do you bathe in? Gold? Like, I don't understand. But... Uh, but seriously, like people are people are interested. But yeah, going to the gym, yeah. just even getting in and around other people, you build relationships, and and I think that's actually what going back a lot of podcasts ago. What I was saying, I think the future that I would like to create is one where even as we go super digital, creating real spaces for people right. to come together and experience stuff together. Because that's just cool. Like Sean and I go to the gym every single morning. Kind of like a podcast studio. Kind of like a podcast studio. <laughs> Stay that'll, be for, that. that'll be for a future conversation that's right well everybody this was the big cheese ai podcast again i am deandre Herricus, joined by sean highs brandon corbin and jacob wise thank you for tuning in we'll see you guys next week fun oh please work i like to play <laughs>